morning, Jerry. Ah, uh, uh, start video. Can you <laughs> see me? I can. Unfortunately, you won't see me. I'm on radio only. So yeah, but apologies. I need to see your face, Steve. <laughs> well, I think my face is somewhere up there. but uh, I see it. Great pleasure reading your book. I'll tell you, Jerry. Um, you know what? I, I, now, I might say this when we get started, but I want to just tell you. My dad loved, I grew up in Boston, and uh, uh, my dad was a big reader of George Frazier, the columnist. Sure. And I read him too, you know, and, and he died, I think, in 74. But he had a style that I really enjoyed, and I see it in your stuff too, where it's just, you never know what you're going to say, and then it's <laughs> there's history, and there's opinion and it's just it's just sort of delightful so anyway i just wanted to pass that along well, you're I, making I have my day much of that, you know i don't so you're calling me from peoria peoria illinois yes i love it uh, well we'll talk about illinois because i'm from okay. there yeah we i saw that with the uh reference to the democratic convention oh yeah your right wing stepmom was that it the, the reference there I, I think that was what you said great memory steve <laughs> So right, since I'm, oh, go ahead. can I'm sorry. I turn off my camera so I'm sure. not embarrassed then? No, 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 absolutely. Because I think I've heard from people who know more than I do that helps the sound quality. Okay, okay I'm going to turn that off and uh, I'm all yours. Okay. For how long do we do this? I do about 15 minutes. Okay, I'm ready minutes. to rumble. All right, great. Thanks for uh, having me. Oh, no problem. On the line with us today, Jerry Saltz, the author of Art is Life, um, Pulitzer Prize winner in 2018 for criticism. And Jerry, I have to ask you, did that surprise you to win a Pulitzer Prize for criticism? I mean, obviously, it's what you've been doing, but uh, that just seems like, wow, that's that's an amazing accomplishment, I would think. Well, that's a great opening question no wonder you get to do what you do steve um it's great to be speaking to somebody in peoria because i am a son of the midwest Very i grew good. up in the suburbs of chicago um oak park river forest and so um it's i love the midwest what can i say my wife and i were both writing in our office in the house we rent in Connecticut on deadline, when I got an email that flashed on my screen that said Pulitzer Prize from my editor. And I wrote back to him, congratulations, you really, <laughs> really deserve this. He had written a great book that year, 2018. Then I noticed other things on my email popping up in the just the notifications with the word Pulitzer popping over and over in, from New York Magazine, where I write. And I thought, how great, the magazine won a Pulitzer. And then Roberta, Roberta Smith, who's the co-chief art critic at the New York Times, got a phone call stood up and looked at me and said, it's the New York Times. They want to talk to you. And I said, well, I'm writing. So and she <laughs> said, I think you better take this call. You just won the Pulitzer. <laughs> and so they don't tell you. And we I told her to put down the phone. We both hugged, went into shock. Um, 
And I'll be honest with you, Steve, and for all your listeners, after the first hour of it or so, then we both quietly settled back into work. And the main thought I had, and I've spoken to Oscar winners, Emmy winners, Pulitzer winners, the main thought I had was, this is great. I won't be fired for 18 months now. <laughs> because the demons that live in your head that tell you you're an imposter, that you can't do this, they really don't ever go away. So it was one buffer that I lived through, and I now am worried every day, just like everybody listening to this. One more but, thing, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, a good thing to have. Uh, let's talk about the book, Artist Life. Now, are these a series of columns that you already wrote, or did you sit down and do all of this? I see years applied to a lot of these uh, the, uh, chapters or installments there. In fact, this is a compilation of of the over of, of the 22 years of my writing in the 21st century. I suddenly realized that I had accidentally and on purpose strapped myself to the mast of the ship of the 21st century and had witnessed perhaps the most momentous changes that have ever occurred in art, Steve, um, from a front row seat. And so I thought if I curated this collection of essays and reviews and whatever, um, that I could tell the history of the 21st century as we've lived it in art. And that's what the book really is and records, I think, the most momentous period in the history of art, perhaps, um, of the most changes, excuse me for a second, most changes, um, the most money than ever existed in the art world, and um, the most contested period, perhaps. So... That's what the book is, a recording of the history of the 21st century in art and culture, really. We're talking with Jerry Seltz about Art is Life, a new book that's out. And, you know, Jerry, when I was kind of knowing I was going to talk to you, I thought, you know, there's we, all, we can get in all kinds of questions about individual artists and some of the things you have in here. But an overall thought I had was this book would be such a great textbook for I don't know what the right age would be. I'll let others decide that. But for students, and the assignment that I would give if I was in front of the class would be take this book, flip it open, just randomly. Put your finger on one of these chapters, and that's your report. Because what you have there are all these different things about maybe artists you've never heard of, unless you're you know into art. But they tell such fascinating stories. They link up with... As you said, the 21st century, uh, give you art history on the way. I just think this would be a great introduction for people, uh, and, and you know, young people, but any people, really. Uh, I love what it, you're saying. Well, it's just fascinating to me because I don't know all these artists. When you tell me about Buford Delaney, the black artist, it's a fascinating story that I'm reading for the first time. And I'm thinking, yeah. this is, this is well, not wonderful because it's tragic, but at the same, the, the fact we, we we've lost his memory, or at least uh, temporarily, 
but th- those are the kind of stories I think that people need to, to look for. And you've well, got I a love lot of that you books. say to read a book that way, because I often think that that's a great way to read any book, open it anywhere and see if it starts pumping any blood into your wings and you, your own imagination takes off. I also think that whether I'm a good writer or a bad one, I have no degrees, Steve. I'm completely self-taught. I began as an artist, then listened to the same demons that are in everybody's head at 3.15 in the morning that told me back when I was young and an artist, you can't do this. You don't have anything original to say. You didn't go to the right school. You have bad ankles. You're a bad schmoozer. (laughs) And so I became a long-distance truck driver. And finally, at the age of about 40, I might have been the only Jewish long-distance truck driver out there. Um, My CB handle was the Jewish cowboy. At about the age of 40, I thought, I've got to do something. I know I love art, but this life is too bad. It's going to just destroy my soul. So having never written a word in my life, I decided to try to be a writer. Anybody that's ever written knows that it's one of the worst things you can do in this world. But somehow, I think that the voice I write in is extremely accessible for many different age groups, professions, walks of life, educational values, because I'm one of you. I'm a loser. You're not a bigger loser than I was or am, even though I have this little prize they gave me. And I think that I believe in radical vulnerability. That means as vulnerable as say, Dolly Parton was in Jolene, showing us a kind of secret life of women in this otherwise very generic country and Western song, this skyscraper of genre that she moved into and exploded because of the vulnerability in her work. I want to make myself as radically vulnerable as every work of art that you see, even if you hate it, Steve, has courage in it and love. It had the courage to actually get the damn thing done and love enough to have made and completed it. So I do hope that people can read this and put those demons away in your head. The story that art is telling you already know because you lived it. That's what this story is of the rewriting in our century of all of art history is beginning. You know, as I listen to you, Jerry, I'm thinking, and, and I'm, I'm only using my own sort of narrow vantage point here, that, you know, sometimes people approach, and I'll say I do, but sometimes people approach art like they do classical music. Mm-hmm. That that you have to have a background, that you have to be steeped in, and obviously it helps to do have all that, or I say it helps. You know, you you maybe interpret it differently, but if you just take art as well, this is the world, as you said, life and 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 all that goes on. This is the book to get introduced to a whole lot of people that um, you know have been doing a lot of good art that maybe people aren't aware of. Because I know it's one thing in here, 
other than I think a couple of pictures of is it you and your wife striding through a gallery? Is mm-hmm. this a picture? <laughs> and and your picture in the back. There, there's no. I don't think there's a cover page here with your favorite works. You know, so we can look at them. You got to kind of well, you can find those online, of course. But that's the beauty of this book. It's it gives you a chance to explore on your own. And and by the way, if people are thinking of listening to this, are thinking, oh, you know, art, you know, I don't know about these artists. Here's what Jerry has. He learned about dying from the 73 Peckinpah movie, Pat Garrett and Billy and the Kid. There's a little aside in there about that. And I thought, how wonderful, you know, that, that the sort of the, the various media are intermingled here. Lots of musical. You just mentioned Dolly Parton. Uh, what was the line you used about Norman Rockwell? An empty room with <laughs> piped in with, uh, I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm forgetting now, but the, the two artists, Hank Williams and Sonny oh, yeah. Boy Williamson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listening to them in an empty room will give you more about America than, than the great Norman Rockwell. And, you know, that's the kind of thing that might inflame somebody who's, oh, I love Rockwell. But that's the beauty of this book. It gives you all those kind of thoughts to mull around and, and, and consider. I love that you're saying that again, because listen, art does seem off-putting, but I would tell people it's less like classical music where you do need to kind of make whole new maps of what you're hearing in order to understand it. But yet, and like with much music that you don't know, because it's unfamiliar to you, it will sound like noise. Art is more like a movie. I would say, or a television show, um, Steve, because you have, it's just a picture or an object. So you already have a huge taxonomy of forms, structures, ideas about color and, and whatever. There's no one right way to look at a movie or to look at a TV show or to look at art. You cannot prove that Leonardo da Vinci is better than the calendar illustration in your house right now. Mm -hmm. It tells you different things. And all I would say to audiences is put down your fears, get very quiet inside, listen to yourself, put away all of your suspicion and cynicism. Don't think about money because 1% of 1% of 1% of 1% of artists are very rich and famous, but 99% of them aren't, even if they are well-known. Look at the work and ask yourself, what stories are these telling me? Because as as Marcel Proust said, as many people have said, when we are reading something, we are actually reading ourselves. That a work of art, Steve, is a bridge, a kind of cosmic wormhole from itself to you that tells you more about yourself than it will tell you about itself. In other words, Steve, when you look at Hamlet, the play, by Shakespeare, and I look at it, we're seeing two different plays. You have your own Hamlet, I have mine. And in great art, like Hamlet, every time you see it, it's different. And you wonder, how the hell did I miss that before? So really, 
put aside your fears is what I would say with art and let pleasure be an important form of knowledge and let your nose lead you to whatever you're looking at and then dive the hell in and then tell the other loser next to you in the museum what you are seeing. And if they tell you what they are seeing, your mind will be blown and you'll see a second work of art right in front of you looking at the same piece of art. It's like the burning bush. Mm -hmm. Art puts off more energy than went into making it. And that is against nature, an anomaly, bizarre, um, but it's fun. It's a way to experience rapture from form. Talking with Jerry Saltz, author of Art is Life. Jerry, you, you cover art for the New York Magazine, uh, art critic, obviously, the New York art scene is, is an amazing one. What are you looking forward to this fall or, or upcoming? Are there some exhibits or shows that, uh, you know, you, you've got on your list? Well, Steve, the, the, when you put it, there's a season of every art and there's like new this and new that. What I see it as is a big new season in the world itself that we've all lived through this 21st century in a state of almost ptsd no matter what side of the political aisle you are on nothing that you've seen heard or made has been made under normal conditions from the contested election of 20 of 2000 to the war years of Bush Cheney, to this sort of idea of the arc of justice starting to curve around Obama, and then even possibly the return of the long American night in 2016 to the contested election of 2020. Everything made has been charged with that. And one thing that is done, Steve, is it has torn down the doors of the gatekeepers to all institutions. That means more women, underrepresented artists, disabled artists, whatever, are showing now. Does that mean that there's more mediocre work being shown? Or does it mean that there's a lot of mediocre books, movies, TV shows about these subjects? The answer is, Yes, but we have to remind ourselves that there's always been mediocre work made. It's just that this, finally, we're having artists of color or women or disabled artists having a shot at being mediocre. And I promise, don't get your shorts in a wad, listeners. All of this gets sorted out over time. The crapola TV show disappears and a few will be memorable. It's just that finally we're seeing more than 50% of the story. We've left out more than 50% of the story for the last 50,000 years. And what I'm looking forward to are these new stories that are being told, heard, seen, and witnessed and shared for the first time in the history of our species. And that season is mind-blowing to me. <laughs> Very good. Talking with Jerry Saltz, author of Art is Life. Jerry, one more thing. In the, in the era, as you say, this, this tumultuous era where the uh, newspapers have declined, certainly, 
not all of them, but but many, and certainly places like Peoria. Um, what's the state of art criticism? Because you know that's that's always been gone hand in hand. Not not that it, it does exclusively, but how do you look at that? Is there does the internet provide an adequate uh, place to to everyone to to get that view, or have we lost some things? Here's the long and short of it, Steve. I'm one of the last of my kind. Before I go this morning, I have to say, there's probably only 11 uh, full-time art critics being paid to write weekly or daily, like me, uh, in print. However, like you just said in in online, there's a whole new world of criticism as there is in the political media in particular, this is, that it's exploding because it needs to online. That's happening in the art world too. And I encourage everybody listening to me there in Peoria and the area, follow me on Instagram at Jerry Saltz. I post new art every day, weird politics, naughty things as much as I can. And you will be able to follow me and then follow other minds that you find of interest. And we'll all be vampires together because all this is changing and everybody's got a shot. If a, if a guy like me with no degrees, long distance truck driver, didn't start writing till he was 40, huge wise guy loser has a shot. You've got a shot, but <laughs> okay. I have to get going now. Yeah. And uh, you do Jerry. Jerry, we, we just love hearing from you, and we'll follow up with that. And again, the book is Art is Life. Jerry Saltz, the best to you, Jerry. Hey, great to be with you. Keep up the great work. Take care now.